You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Wow. Well, it's been a fantastic morning, and I just want to thank you so much for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Uh, We are now joined by Father Timothy Gallagher. He's uh, an oblate of the Virgin Mary, and we are just so excited for him to talk to us about a topic, overcoming spiritual discouragement. And don't we need that now in our days, in our lives? Yes, very much so. Now more than, it seems like at least, the way we feel now more than ever, perhaps. So this is a great, great opportunity to, to dive into this with Father Gallagher. Well, welcome, Father Gallagher. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, our, our listening audience? Um, what, what uh, all the special things that you've been doing? Well, let's see. I've been a, a priest now for 41 years, hmm. and uh, I'm an oblate of the Virgin Mary, as you mentioned, a community that is dedicated to spiritual formation, essentially in the... Um, out of the paradigm of St. Ignatius of Loyola, although there's more to it than that. And at present, I'm stationed in Denver, where I hold a position at the seminary, teaching things like the sermon and prayer to the seminarians. And then otherwise, I'm dedicated to uh, writing, and at least until the virus hit, uh, a lot of travel for various retreats and seminars, which have gone virtual, uh, basically, since then. So that's essentially what I do. Father Gallagher, you've uh, just in my own personal life, you've been such a help to me with the stack of books that I have on my own bookshelf, sometimes multiple copies of them because I like to lend them out, of, of books on discernment and the, the teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola. I have a couple of them here with me right now on the discernment of spirits, uh, the examine prayer, things that I have experienced as so, so helpful and uh, just perennially applicable in the in navigating the spiritual life and understanding that those those subtle movements towards consolation and, and desolation the way that the Holy Spirit guides us and that the evil spirit can discourage us and so I've learned a lot about Saint Ignatius from your own writings but here we have a book overcoming spiritual discernment that you wrote recently but it's the wisdom and the spiritual power of a man I've never heard of before the venerable Bruno Lanteri can you tell us about venerable Bruno. He was a priest who lived 200 years ago in northern Italy, and uh, St. Paul VI declared him venerable, which means the Church has recognized that he lived virtue to a heroic degree, Mm -hmm. and we're waiting for a miracle attributed to his intercession for him to be beatified, and then a second for him to be canonized. So he's he's a wonderful uh, figure. And, um, you know, you you were mentioning earlier both about how there is is discouragement in the air right now. And in times that were like ours and even more difficult than ours, uh, he lived in the time of the French Revolution, the persecution of the Church, the Pope imprisoned, and all of these kinds of things, when it took a lot of courage to be openly a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a time when many people were very discouraged, he had a message which infused uh, a great deal of hope in a lot of hearts, and that's why I wrote the book, because I wanted to uh, share that <clears throat> that message today in times when I think it's really important. Yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, 
It is a discouraging time. Uh, finding the blessing in the cross is, is a difficult thing when you look at such a lack of unity, you know, whether it was the COVID thing and then the violence and upheaval, um, things on the world stage. And yet, and yet God reminds us we've been here before. And, and you're so right. Then we have Venerable uh, Bruno who comes out, uh, you know, from the time of great strife. And so many of our incredible saints um, that were poured into the world through strife. And so how it's just so beautiful um, that you're writing these books to help overcome the spiritual discouragement. I mean, we weren't able to go to Mass and receive the Eucharist for a while, and that's the source and summit of our faith and how discouraging that was for many of us. Father Gallagher, sometimes I like to think when I'm reading a, a book written by a, a saint, one saint or another, how, in a sense, I'm getting to sit at their feet and almost go to that saint for some personal spiritual direction of sorts. And and I really feel like that's how this book, Overcoming Spiritual Discernment, is because you've you've organized it in such a unique way, um, really centering it around different quotes from Venerable Bruno. Can you tell us about how you uh, how you came up with this 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 format, really putting his own words at the at the center of the book? Well, I think, um, Father, that's that's a pretty accurate read because uh, most of the quotes there are from letters of spiritual direction. So you have that feel that you get, for example, with. Francis de Sales, if you read the introduction to The Devout Life, which was written in the same way. Those were originally letters to spiritual direction. Mm. You really feel like he's talking to me. And more than that, you feel like he understands my situation. He understands, if I may say this reverently, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that, um, well, you know how when we meet each other, and hi, how are you, and we smile and say things are fine, how with you? And that's appropriate. I mean, that's the social proprieties. But when we're in, in settings where we're in touch with what's deep down in our hearts, I think in all of us there's a place that's afraid. You know, I'm not all that you would want me to be, Lord. I don't pray as well as you'd want. I'm too in, in, you know, self-indulgent. I miss opportunities to help others. and We can go on down the line. And what people discovered, and I think it comes through in the book, here is a man, Venerable Bruno, who knows that place, and not only knows it, but reverences it and knows how to create a safe space in which we can open that to the Lord and find that there's a way beyond that, that that's where the overcoming uh, of spiritual discouragement becomes possible. And, you know, since the book was published last fall, I saw a little less than a year, almost all of my public speaking has, has been on that book. Mm. And uh, sometimes you'll have several hundred people, and you just feel a lightness come into the room. Um, as people realize, I don't have to live like this. So to get more detailed, we need to get into the nitty-gritty of the message, but that's the, that's the impact of it, which is a beautiful thing, and all the more today, you know? Well, I think whether it's daily life or the experience of just culture around us that, that's always putting expectations upon us and, 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 and wanting more, 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 more money, more, more productivity, etc., we know deep inside, like you said, there's a place of, of fear inside where we know that, you know, I'm not doing everything that I feel like I, I could or people think I should be doing. And maybe even what I think God thinks I should be doing. And so a spirit, discouragement can work its way into us so, so subtly. 
there's a quote that you have about patience in the book. It, Venerable Bruno writes, be patient with yourself. Bear with your faults with humility and confidence in God. Do not forget the spirit of interior renunciation and of gentleness toward others, so recommended by our Holy Father, St. Francis de Sales, and the joy prepared for you that will reward you for all of this. Sometimes we, we, we experience firmness from the culture, and sometimes we expect firmness in the faith, firmness from God, high expectations. Uh, but you tell us, and Venerable Bruno tells us, to be patient and gentle with ourselves. Can you speak to that a little? Sure. Those two qualities that uh, are in that quote, humility and confidence, those are two sides of the same coin, and he'll say this over and over again. With regard, when we look at ourselves, yes, be humble, because we are weak. Uh, the just man falls seven times a day, and we, and we all know the truth of that. Um, but if we stop there, that's where discouragement will come in. And the other piece is the... Um, is the confidence in God, and he will say this over and over and over again very strongly. What he'll say in some of these other uh, quotes is this. You know how if a person, let's say, is always late, we get tired of it pretty soon, or a person who says that he or she will have this part of the project done by a certain time, and we know you know that it's likely not to happen. But what he says is we, we get pretty tired of these things pretty quickly. And we tend to think that God is like that with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, the key for is, is to know that it's entirely the other way, way around, that God, there's the goodness there. When he, he'll speak of God and Father, which for him is not an abstract thing. He had a wonderful father, and then later for 20 years a wonderful spiritual father, a Jesuit priest, until this priest died. So for him, the word Father is warm. It's, it's safe. It's loving. It's encouraging. And so he'll say over and over again, and we really need to see that that's the way God is. So he'll say, if I fall even a thousand times a day, a thousand times a day, with peace in my heart, which is key, not that anxious, uh, white-knuckling, um, scrabbling, you know, to see all the dimensions of my fall, but with peace in my heart, I'll turn to God and say, you know, if I need forgiveness, I'll ask for it, but he loves to give. And then either is two key words, I'll begin again. Mm. Um that that is at the heart of the message, and people love that. Let me just say this last thing about it right now, and that is, what that says is, there is never anything we can have done, never any place we can have been in our lives about which we can ever say is too late. The consequences are there, they're irreversible, I have to settle for less. There is never, ever anything stopping us right now, for a thousand times a day if we need it, I'm simply turning to God, if we need it, asking for a forgiveness that um, He loves to give, and then beginning again. The doors are never closed. It's a beautiful message, and I've seen it change lives. It is. It is so beautiful in in a in a culture and a world where everything's tolerable but nothing's forgivable. Mm. It's just like mm. so so um, encouraging to hear you speaking these words to our audience that, you know, God knows what's in our hearts, minds, and souls. We know, and we need to, you know, um, you know, take care of that accordingly, but to know his mercy, and there's nothing that we could have ever done that he can't forgive, and, and, and to start again. I mean, how beautiful, how beautiful, and how important that is. 
You know, what's coming to mind is you say this. Um, I, I was provincial in our community for 10 years, which meant I had, amongst other things, all the legal and financial responsibilities for our uh, membership in this country. And um, I was really blessed to have a sister who was then in her mid-60s, physically frail, who came in part-time to help. She had a, a wonderful background in, in finance and legalities and so on. And I'm still in touch with her. She's in about 90 now, has a very physically frail, has a beautiful spiritual life. But one day, I came into her office, and she looked up at me, and she smiled, and she said, Imagine, I am just now beginning to understand the vows that I professed, and at that point, let's say 45 years earlier. I walked out of her office saying, that's the way I want to live. It, mm-hmm. It's always fresh, young, mm-hmm. new, beginning. And we need to look at our spiritual lives like that. Begin right. again today. Right. Yeah, we could go on and on. Many saints have said similar things, but you can get tired and worn down. No, no, begin again. The, the door is always open. Well, we we have to take a quick break, Father Gallagher. But on the other side of the break, let's just continue to to hammer this home that every day is a chance to begin again. Because uh, God's mercy, uh, we just can't allow the discouragement of the devil to to set in. We need to conquer that, and it can only be done with God. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We'll be right back on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. We hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. 
You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, my name is Janine Bitson, and I've been just graciously joined this morning by Father... Father Greg Hammond. Greg Hammond. It's just been a great morning together. Uh, we have had so many wonderful guests, and now we're visiting still with Father Timothy Gallagher, an oblate of the Virgin Mary by phone. He um, has done some wonderful books, and we're talking uh, quite a bit about his most recent one, Overcoming Spiritual uh, discouragement, which is is something that we all go through, no matter what vocation we're in, whether it's a vocation of marriage, the priesthood, the religious order, uh, single life. Um, you know, there's a lot of discouragement in the world, but that constant reminder that every day is a chance to begin anew. Every day is a chance to, you know, just renew our commitment to our relationship with God um, as Father, as Son our Savior, and the Holy Spirit. So uh, welcome back, Father uh, Father Gallagher. Thank you, for, yeah, thanks you so much for joining us. Uh, what a, a great conversation we've been having. Father Gallagher, uh, discouragement is a, is a daily battle that we, that we have to engage. And um, so we have to pull out our, our daily weapons against discouragement, opening up our hearts to the encouragement, the hope that's placed in us, in the in the fact, in the truth that I am a son, uh, a child of God, and God looks at me with the, that kindness of a father, the the, the kind kindly fatherly uh, look, the voice that you were describing earlier. Um, but part of those part of those weapons are 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 daily prayer, and in part of the book, overcoming spiritual discouragement, uh, you give some quotes of Venerable Bruno's as he was guiding uh, a person he was writing to about their way of entering into the Mass. And he even encouraged them to go to Mass and to receive the sacraments, to receive communion frequently at a time when a lot of people didn't receive communion frequently. Can you talk to mm-hmm. us about um, some of the ways that he guided his own students, his own disciples, to enter into the Mass? He has, as far as I know, a unique approach to it, um, in which he selects a biblical figure for the principal parts of the Mass, and he invites us to enter into the heart of that biblical figure at the respective parts of the Mass as a way of living that part of the Mass. So, for example, what's in our hearts as we leave home, as we drive or walk uh, to church, as we park the car, as we enter the church, go down the aisle, genuflect, and prepare for the Mass. And he says, ask for the heart and sentiment that was in Simeon when he went to the temple, knowing that he, there in the house of God, was going to meet Christ. He was going to meet the Christ. And you can just imagine the anticipation, the longing, the desire to be there, the the undistracted focus on the fact that I am going to meet the Lord. And that, he says, ask for a heart like that as you're uh, entering. Now, you can see that just from that, if you begin Mass mm-hmm. that way, already the difference it's going to make. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, just a couple more of these, just to give us a sense for this. At the penitential rite, I confess to Almighty God, and then Lord have mercy, he invites us to ask for our hearts and sentiments that were in the tax collection. Remember the one who stands at a distance, and humbly just beats his, his breast and says, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says he goes home justified. 
ask for a humble heart like this, open to receive the Lord's mercy, not trying to be other than we are. But in, in, okay, and then um, during the readings, uh, the heart of the disciples, so for example, those who sat on the hillside or by the lake shore or in the temple, and the Gospel tells us, for example, that the people hung on his words, or the people crowd so much down by the lake shore that he has to get into the boat. This this single focus on words we've never heard before, words which are life-changing, which inspire, give us meaning in life and hope and purpose. Listen to the readings at Mass like that. And I could go on with this, but I'll just say that uh, I've just actually written a further book on this approach to the Mass. Mm. And um, so it's very much in my heart right now, and as I'm celebrating Mass each day, I find myself doing this we're trying to do it, you know, sincerely, uh, imperfectly, but trying to do it, and I love what it does. Your heart has a focus at the various points of the Mass, and they're limited so that you're not overwhelmed. Your heart can stay with the pace. Anyway, it's a beautiful approach, and I just would love to see this spread more and more. Just yesterday, as I was preparing for a, a private Mass, yesterday was Monday, it was May Day off, and I was having a private Mass in my, uh, rec- in my rectory chapel, and... Uh, just following from Venerable Bruno's own counsels, there as I was setting up the altar, I was trying to place myself in the uh, in, in the in the pic- with the picture of the the apostles getting ready for the Last Supper as they were preparing mm-hmm. the room as Christ had guided them to do so, and mm-hmm. um, and it is just such a uh, through that spiritual communion that we have with the saints and with 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 Christ and through the scriptures, uh, such a powerful way that grace can be opened up to us. Um, because the grace flows from the Mass itself. What I find it does is it gives the heart an anchor, mm. and the heart needs that. You know how we often find that at Mass we feel like our attention, our interior focus floats um, more than we would wish. I and mean, we're there with goodwill and really wanting to pray at the Mass. But when the heart has a focus, and it's not a complicated, you know, mm-hmm. intellectually there are ten steps to think through, it's just a single affect sentiment of the heart. And it's rich because it's biblical, it's deep, it's well-chosen for the part, and you find that you can really pray the Mass in a new way that way. So I'm so glad you've raised this here. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways that Venerable Bruno guides the reader here of, of your book in their, just the daily rhythm of their prayer? What counsels does he have? One of the letters that you see in there is to the mother of four children, and those were difficult days. I um, won't get into all the history, but it was not a time of peace. And, um, of course, therefore, a very busy um, mother and wife. And he says to her, the first thing is, um, as much as you can, try to get to, to Mass, even during the week, and just go to communion as often as you can. He knows it may be difficult for her at times, but do as much as you can. So the first thing is always the Mass. Get as close to the Eucharist as the duties of your state of life and your responsibilities permit. The second thing is daily meditation. And the obvious response is, I'm not a monk, you know, or a sister in a monastery. I've got a thousand demands. And so he says to her, can you find 15 minutes in the course of a day? And that could be the rosary, it could be Lectio Divina, it could be Ignatian meditation or contemplation, it could be a part of the Liturgy of the Hours, can you find 15 minutes in the course of the day for some kind of meditative engagement with the truth of our faith in a prayerful way? And my sense is that most of us would say, well, I'd say all of us would say, yes, we can. I can maybe not an hour, but 15 minutes I can find. 
And then he wants her to get new nourishment every day in her spiritual life. And so he asks her to do spiritual reading. And he says, even if it's just one page from a well-chosen spiritual book, well, I don't have an hour to sit down and read. Can you read one page? Well, yes, probably I can. Mm. And today that could be Catholic podcasts, you know, talks on YouTube, Catholic television, or what we're doing right now. You know, there's so many ways. It's never been easier to get that those five to ten minutes of nourishment a day. And then finally, he says, uh, can you do the examination of conscience, if only when your hands are busy, but your mind could be free? Um, and most of us, I think, would say yes uh, to that as well. So one time I posted this at the beginning of Lent, this program. The Eucharist, as often as you can, 15 minutes of meditation, a single page of reading, and the examination of conscience while you're working, if that's the one time you can get. And... Um, the response came down to this. There were a lot of comments, but they came down to this. Two words. That's doable, mm. you know, with an exclamation point. And it is. And that's a hallmark of Venerable Bruno's spiritual direction. It's always very real, practical, concrete, and doable. And with those concrete, doable, you know, things that we can do that you had just mentioned, it just helps so much because the author of Discouragement is the evil one. And, and it just helps to beat him, to stop him in his tracks. It's just so, so important. Uh, and so a sense of duty, a sense of, you know, encouragement uh, that we have in, in having these simple steps is so, so important to just keep growing. And, and like you say, starting new every day. Um, and if you, if you miss a day, you miss a day. Don't let the discouragement set in. Let the, the positive encouragement and hunger to be with our Lord um, take you to the next day. Father Gallagher, we only have a couple of minutes here left, but since this is the, the feast day of the birth of the Virgin Mary, can you speak to us a bit about uh, Br- Venerable Bruno's counsels regarding the Virgin Mary and maybe his own relationship with the Virgin Mother? His own mother died when he was four years old. And so uh, in the last years of his life, his fellow priests, quote him as saying, I have hardly known any other mother than the Blessed Virgin Mary, and have never received anything but caresses from so good a mother. But we don't want to go by the first part of that too quickly. I have hardly known any other mother than the Blessed Virgin Mary. The maternal and the feminine was taken from him too soon, and it was never really replaced on a human level. His father did a wonderful job raising him, but the need for the mother and the tenderness and the love there uh, is deep in all of us. And all of that need in his heart turned toward Mary. And his father consciously guided his young son toward Mary. So his love for Mary was visceral. It was deep. It was from the beginning. It was every moment of his life. And as always, he's very concrete uh, in the way he exercised this. um, He had a, a shelf of books about Mary, and he would, for one or two hours every week, would read from them. So his Love for Mary was being nourished, uh, constantly fresh and new and growing. He had images of Mary around him where he'd see them and would remind them, remind him of Mary. He prepared for her feast days. Think of the Assumption, for example, the Immaculate Conception with uh, nine days of Novena, so that he really wanted to live the liturgy, the, the Marian uh, liturgical moments, uh, deeply. And I could go on with this, but he had a number of very concrete ways in which his devotion for Mary was not abstract and distant. It was concrete, incarnate, real, warm, tender. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, what it, a, it was, and what a great, great 
great reminder on this Feast of the Nativity of Mary. And I am so sorry to cut you off, Father Gallagher. We have to take sure. a break, but it has sure. been a joy to have you with us. And I just encourage our listeners to check out Father Timothy Gallagher and the wonderful spiritual direction books that he has. Um, and hopefully we can have you join us again. I'd be happy to. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much. Just a reminder, our book today was Overcoming Spiritual Discouragement, The Wisdom and Spiritual Power of Venerable Bruno Lanteri by Father Timothy Gallagher. So up next, uh, they are the most important classes that our children can attend. But they will be, will they be available this fall? Stay tuned on Real Presence Live to find out. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.